Hello and welcome to the FishCast. We are the world's first and foremost Fishman's Podcast. And if you're joining us for the first time on this episode, you might want to go back and check out our debut episode where we covered Chappie Don't Cry, the first album by Fishman's. In this episode, we're going to be talking about Corduroy's Mood, which was their uh, first release following their debut. It's also their only EP, yeah. Only EP, released in 1991, so the same year as Chappie, but it's markedly different in its style. This is true. And we're actually re-recording this episode. You might notice that the audio quality is a little bit down from the first episode. The first one we recorded together, but we're recording this one remotely. We recorded it first last week, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing with my mic, but now I have kind of figured it out, so hopefully it's not too bad. But yeah, Chris, getting into this, uh, you being the longer Fishman's fan, what was sort of your opinion of Chappie, or I mean, Corduroy's Mood, going into this? Um, Before I released into it for the podcast, I I enjoyed it, but I didn't really remember much from it. It wasn't something that really stuck out to me um, in their discography, but... After a few re-listens in, pre- in preparation for the podcast, it's become um, one of my favorite Fishman's projects. Absolutely, it's very good. Very good. And very good, yes. honestly, I think we both had uh, the track "Inago ga Tonderu" or "Locusts Are Flying" as one of our favorite songs on the debut album. And I think a lot of the tracks on this album sort of follow in the stylistic footsteps of that song. That is very true. Yeah, that track really had a lot of like Shibuya K and indie pop influences. And, and oddly enough, view... I... Oh, wow, oh. thanks. Oh. I was just going to yeah. throw out um, <laughs> piano as well. But... And piano as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a lot of like reggae or dub on this album. But for those of you who are not in the know, Shibuya K is a Japanese pop genre from the Shibuya district of Tokyo. It sort of came to prominence in the early 90s and gained popularity throughout that decade. It drew a lot of inspiration from jazz, funk, bossa nova, and Italian and French music. So just kind of like loungy vibes, really chill, sort of like uh, just cafe moods almost. Very good vibes, I would say. Yeah. So um, this album or this EP was released in November 1991, five months after Chappie, and it was meant to evoke a feeling of winter, sort of like in contrast to the summer vibes of Chappie. And uh, we were wondering, kind of, we don't know if these tracks are sort of from the Chappie sessions or if they are after that. I'm assuming that they're after that, though, because um, there is no additional producer for these tracks. Yeah. The, uh, the producer for Chappie was uh, that man, Kazufumi Kodama, but he had already left the group by the time this EP was released. And looking at the credits, this is the only Fishman's release that was entirely self-produced. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure they just did it themselves after Chappie. And, and how do you really feel like the yeah? How do you feel like the production fares here? I think, I mean, there's a lot. It's it's a bit more complex in terms of the instrumentation and some of the song structures, and I think it sounds really good overall. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any problems with the production. I notice it. I mean, it sounds different, but it doesn't sound considerably worse at all. It's just the recording quality. It's just just a bit different, but that's just from a very like technical side of things. Other than that, yeah. I think it sounds great. Judging by a few of Fishman's later albums, I feel like Kodama's production work on the first album was really more sort of like workmanlike instead of like he was bringing any real artistry to it, you know. I feel like he kind of just produced it because he was friends with the group and he was there. Like it wasn't necessarily like Zach later on where you really see a distinct sound or a distinct change in their sound just because they bring in this new producer. Yeah. All right. I, so I 
Corduroy's Mood. Like we did last time, we're gonna talk about the cover art and the title for a little bit. I noticed that uh, a lot of Fishman's releases have sort of a character in the title. Mm -hmm. Like we had Ch uh, Chappie Don't Cry, Corduroy's Mood, and then later on we have King Master George and Neo Yankees Holiday. Do you have any sort of idea why they have these characters here, if there's any real meaning behind it, or is it kind of abstract? Um, maybe they just like the way these names sounded. They're all pretty, um, I, I don't know. Unique <laughs> words, like the, for sure. Yeah, like they're not just, other than like George, they're not like, <laughs> but even they're George, not like common names. You know? even yeah, it's George just kind of wacky. Yeah. yeah, you know, they're not naming an album like Bob. <laughs> Jim. King <laughs> and Master in terms Jim. of the cover art of this album, you know, I was a little critical of the Chappie cover art just because I don't think it really reflected the the creative vibes of the band that much. But I, I love this cover art, honestly. It's so good. It's it's the band, they're looking their best, I think. They're, they're all Especially rocking. Shinji. Shinji oh, especially has this, Shinji. this beautiful fit with a beret and a scarf. He's really, I feel like if you take the sounds that are sort of going on in Shibuya K and the European influences and you sort of convert that into fashion, like that is what Shinji is wearing. That's He's wearing him. Shibuya K. And uh, we got my man uh, Kashiwabara in the nice, um, he's got the glasses. I love those glasses. He just looks like he's in the back. He's just doing his own thing. I love yeah, it. And the, the font on this cover is really cool. I feel like it's it's really wacky and, and original. It doesn't look like they just pull the font from something that I've seen before. Yeah, And exactly. the, the fish at the bottom. Stereo say, fish. Stereo fish. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, great cover, and I feel like the cover really does the job of uh, evoking that feeling of winter that the that the band said the EP was about. Because you know they're kind of just standing on this cold-looking street corner wearing their winter clothes. That's uh, that's correct. That does that's look like the what vibe. they're doing. Just like last time, we are each gonna pick three different adjectives that begin with the same letter. So this time, I used the random generator, and Chris got H. And I got Q, which is horrible. <laughs> so if you would like to start with your H adjectives. All right, all right, let's start with those H's. Uh, the first one that I came up with was, is a bit basic, but I think uh, very accurate. Harmless, it's a very harmless album and it doesn't seek to uh, confuse or alienate the listener at all. It's very welcoming and it's very good. It's, it's a harmless it's just, it's piece just of good. music. It's, <laughs> I know good and harmless don't mean the same thing. My second adjective is homie, but not homie. Hey, homie. Yeah. Uh, kind of what I was saying earlier about when, about Harmless, It's uh, it feels like I'm at home. I mean, not actually. I don't live in Japan. Uh, but, but in spirit. In spirit, in vibes, you know, it feels very... Uh, yeah. Home-like, you know, you could say Like a big, a big sofa or a couch you're just sinking into. Yeah, exactly, with uh, some blankets, because apparently some, it's some winter. Some corduroy blankets. Okay, and my last <laughs> my last adjective is um, humble. There really isn't much to say about these adjectives. I don't know how to go about it. It's, it's yeah, It knows it's what it is, like... and it does it, it does it well. It doesn't try to show off or be something that it's not. Yeah, it's not like some visionary statement. It's just kind of like, it's nice, and it's gentle, and it's there for you. That's what it is. All right, so I had Q, and there are very few adjectives that begin with Q, but I did my best, and I think that all three of these actually do work. Okay. So my first one was queer, not in terms of like LGBTQ queer, but more just like queer in terms of, it's a, it's a bit strange just in the fact that this EP is a bit of a departure for the band. 
I mean, now looking back on it, it might seem kind of slight, but I feel like if we had been following the band from the beginning and had only listened to Chappie at this point, having this EP come out would have been kind of strange for us because they almost do a total 180 in style. So I think it's really cool that they depart from their established sound here. And also I did quaint, sort of similar to the adjectives that Chris had. It's just yeah. sweet and interesting, but it's not necessarily groundbreaking or important. It's not really trying to be some big statement. It's just nice and, and quaint and a bit old fashioned, but it's just, it's just really good. Yeah. And then my third adjective was a literary reference with quixotic, nice. as in Don Quixote. I don't know why they're pronounced differently, Quixote and Quixotic, but here we are. It's not a linguistics podcast, so. <laughs> For those who do not know, Quixotic sort of means fantastical or whimsical in a way that is almost like untethered from reality. And I feel like out of all the Fishman's releases, this one is probably the most uh, fantastical. I feel like there's a sense of almost like magical realism, like you're out in the city, but there's, there's magic and there's a, like a childlike sense of play going on. And it's really idealistic and, and romantic. There were a few tracks on the debut that got a little bit darker or a bit more, uh, a bit moodier, like sort of city vibes. I'm thinking of like Go Go Club. Mm -hmm. But here, I really, I really do feel like the band is in a, like a childlike state of wonder here that they, that they really stick in for the whole EP. Yeah, that's that's good. That's accurate. Good All right, so we are gonna get into the tracks here. Unfortunately, I could not find any lyrics, translated or otherwise, on this EP anywhere online. So unlike the last episode, we're not gonna be using our uh, amazing Google Translate machine. So yeah, too bad. The, tr the titles are translated and we have those, and we sort of have the vibes of the track to judge what they're about, but we're not really gonna be delving into the meanings as much this time. So yeah, let's get into the track by track. The first track on Corduroy's Mood is Gokigen wa Ikaga Deska or How Are You? Gokigen wa Ikaga Deska Ano hito wa Genki Deska Sameta Mede Alright, so how do you feel about this track? Oh, it's a pretty good track. It's, uh, it's, it's marching. <laughs> it's um, a great introduction, I think. It does feel like it's introducing you to this world that you're about to be in for 15 minutes. It's a great mood setter. I love it. Yeah, I, I like how you said marching. There's definitely a marching vibe, sort of like... Um, I picture almost like toys that you like wind up, sort of like walking and marching in formation. Mm -hmm. And it also reminded me of the Totoro opening theme song. I don't know if that resonates with you, but it's sort of the same vibe where it's just like this steady forward progression and it's very cute and just adorable. It's very, yeah, it's got the, it's got the right kind of energy to begin this EP. Yeah, That's Shinji goes, oh yeah, which is always great to hear. Just, yeah. it's very enthusiastic. It feels like he's, he's happy to be back. I'm happy that he's back. And just in terms of the music, there are some new sort of instruments and sounds that are coming in here that we never heard on Chappie. Like there's this really cool synth that starts in during the chorus and it's sort of like bleeping and blooping up and down, almost oh, like yeah. a little spiral. And, and I it like, was just, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was gonna just mention the breakdown that happens uh, somewhere in the middle of the track, you know, where they change the rhythm up a bit. They yeah, yeah. Throw a little swing in there with those nice keyboard notes and everything. It's a very, very nice part of the track. Yeah, it's kind of like the psychedelic switch up that happens. And that was really cool for me because it shows you right off the bat that this is gonna be just like a different experience than Chappie. And that there's, they're, they're kind of just playing with different colors on their canvas this time. 
And then and after that psychedelic passage, we kind of return to the yeah, yeah, yeah chorus. And we kind of close out the track with this marching vibe. So yeah. it's just really nice. I don't think it makes me feel much aside from just like, here we go. <laughs> but Feels yeah. good, yeah. I feel um, like this track think... would stack up really well with uh, anything on Chappie. It's, it really has its own unique vibe to it. I, yeah, I agree very much. Very, very good uh, statement there, Ray. I think um, this also kind of, uh, in, in a way, it kind of um, indicates the direction they'd move on like later, like kind of subtly, but you know, with that rhythmic change up and with their psychedelic influences, you, you can definitely hear that later on. And this is where they really start to play with it, I think. Yeah, and just in terms of like the song structure not really being that like verse chorus, verse chorus thing that you expect, that yeah. kind of is, especially as they, yeah, as you said, they sort of eventually go into like longer songs and songs that just have odder structures. Exactly. So yeah, great track. Um, we're also not going to be doing top threes for this EP. We're kind of just going to be ranking all the songs because there are only four tracks here. So a top three is kind of pointless. Yeah. So where does this rank for you on the EP? For me, this is honestly my second favorite track just because it's so unique and interesting. Uh, I'd say for me, it would, uh, I'd say it'd be my third favorite. Third? It's, okay. And you know, there's a considerable distance between this and second, but yeah, it's very confidently my third pick for this album. It's a great right. opener, but like, you know, by itself. Yeah, know. I can see that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the second track. Anoko ga nemuteru, or That Girl Sleeps. feel about this one um well it's uh, probably my favorite on the album so oh, nice. yeah it's um if we're talking about shibuya k i think this one shows that influence the most yeah and, for sure. know, just with the, the way it opens with that acoustic intro and just the grooves the, the melody and the chorus it's, it's all very it does what they were trying to do like this is this represents that like the best i think yeah, I think, especially early on, this is one of Fishman's most just like pure pop songs, and the songwriting here is really catchy and great. And yeah, I think you mentioned that acoustic intro to the track, and that really reminds me almost of like Oasis or like Wonderwall, or some sort of just like stripped back, you know, like almost like a white guy with an acoustic guitar, but it's Shinji. And I think that kind of way. caught me off guard, yeah. It kind of caught me off guard the first time I heard it, just because we rarely hear acoustic guitar in Fishman's. So I think yeah. it's, it's used really well here, and it has an interesting interesting color that it brings to the track. So we get that acoustic guitar at the beginning, and then we get this really cool bass line coming in, and some bells and marimba. I, it really, they really feel like a full band on this track. Like, there's a lot of different instruments going on. Yeah, and um, of all the tracks, I know we mentioned the two tracks from Chappie that um, we're reminded of on this EP, and I think this one is most reminiscent of Inago Ga Tondover. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. And this song is also just the most reminiscent of Chappie as a whole for me because you have some of these uh, sort of instrumental moments in this track that we only get here that were also really prominent in Chappie. Like oh, we like get the this, horns. The yeah. horns and this guitar solo too. And those yeah. were sort of uh, staples of Chappie that kept happening over and over. So he, to hear them come back to this here is nice. And it's just like kind of familiar. And I could see if I was listening to this for the first time after Chappie was released, I would probably be like, ah, oh, like there's there's that classic Fishman sound. There it is, it's the fish. 
Speaking of this guitar solo, how do you feel about it? I, I, it's really brief compared to a lot of the longer, more sort of like unyieldy ones on, on Chappie. I really think it works very well in the track. Yeah, and I pretty much agree with you. I, they, uh, they stripped it back a little bit, but I feel like it's all the more like enjoyable because of it. You know, it's a lot more focused and good than the yeah. one. I, I don't even remember what half the solos on Chappie sound like at this point. Yeah. <laughs> this one is, I feel uh, like this one really stuck with me. It's, it's a big instance of this EP sort of benefiting from its brevity. Like the fact that we only have one guitar solo on the whole EP kind of helps it, you know. I think with Chappie it's like, in isolation a lot of the moments work, but over and over again they kind of got tiring. But here, like you said, it's only 15 minutes, so really every moment has a bigger impact. Um, the trumpet solo too, or not really a solo, but sort of like a refrain, um, yeah. I think it's really good. It feels very triumphant. And after the trumpet solo, we dropped back into that acoustic guitar, and that moment for me was just like really powerful to hear all of that instrumentation swelling sort of just like go away. Oh yeah, you're just brought back to the beginning, and then it you know kicks right back in after. It really is a nice moment. I love it. Yeah, and just like you said, very catchy. The chorus here, probably one of their best choruses in my opinion. Probably. Yeah, it's up there. Um, anything else about this track? Like, I really, I really think it's one of the definitive Corduroy songs. Like, even though it's not my favorite on the album, if I was showing this EP to someone and they only had time to listen to one track, this is probably the one that I would show them. Yeah, and honestly, this is the one that, for uh, the longest time, I, I wasn't listening to Corduroy's mood a whole lot, like after I first heard it. But this is the track that I had always remembered and went back to. Nice. This is the so. Track. Is this your is this your favorite on the EP? Uh, it's tough. I would probably say yes, but it's between this and the next one. Honestly, it's okay, really nice. close. This is my number three. I, I mean, it's really close between this one and the first track for me. I think just, uh, you know, I think this one is a little bit too similar to Chappie for me to say that it's in my top two on this EP. Fair I enough. just think the first one is a bit more interesting. But yeah, in, ter in terms of the songwriting, this is one of the best tracks on this EP. All right, so the next track is Murasaki no Sorakara, or From the Purple Sky. this title how do you feel it's about such it? it's such a good title it's very it's very evocative and i think it's um very in line with like the winter vibes that they mentioned you know yeah it's sort of like and also just like the strange almost like psychedelic nature of some of these tracks it's like the purple sky it's something that seems kind of familiar but also a little bit removed from reality so yeah. it's sort of fantastical this one opens with this really cool bass line and just shinji's vocals sort of duetting for a little while I think the bass line sounds really sultry and like smoky. It's really cool. Especially with those like brush drums too. It's like a... Yeah, the brush drums, that's another big like kind of Shibuya came on here. It feels very loungy and laid back, but also, I don't know, it's not... This, the vibe of this track is really hard for me to define because it's, it's equally chill and kind of epic in how it builds up later on. Yeah, and you know, even though the vibe of it, it doesn't feel very dramatic or epic at all, it, it, it just... It's a very powerful track, like with that melody and with the instrumentation and everything, it really works very well together, I think. Yeah, I think this melody and this chorus here is probably my favorite from either this EP or Chappie. Like there's so much longing in Shinji's voice and it's powerful and also sort of like, you can tell that it's, it's conveying a lot of emotion. 
Um, yeah. And it builds up, and eventually we get some some background chorus vocals behind that chorus, and it's just very very powerful. Yeah, honestly, I've been humming this melody like in my head like for the past couple days. It's oh, it's so good. It's it's, it's so good. This, yeah, this and the second track have like made it into like my top ten Fishman songs like of all time. Nice. They've really yeah, grown this on one. So much. This is my favorite track on this EP. I'm not sure if it's in like my top ten Fishman songs. Probably like in the top fifteen or twenty. But uh, this definitely has one of my favorite moments in any Fishman's track, which is sort of, yeah, when those when those backing vocals come in, and that really it's one of the few moments on the EP that I think really conveys that winter vibe, because it oh, feels yeah. like there's like the beginning of this track is winter clouds sort of building and it's a bit darker, but then later on all the clouds break and there's just this like pure light shining through. Beautifully said, Ray. It's beautiful. It's this track is so poetic. It's just like it's one of those where. I feel like it, it could almost be background music, but then it's so it's so evocative that it, it just demands your emotional attention. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's right. So you said this is like your number two on the EP. On a good on, on a different day, it's probably my favorite. It's hard to say. It depends on how many sad vibes you're feeling. It might be number one. <laughs> yeah, time of day. If like the, if the day if the sky isn't purple, I don't know. Maybe not that day. But. <laughs> if 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 the sky is clear and there's no clouds, then maybe. But yeah, yeah just the, the shuffling rhythm, like you mentioned, the sparse instrumentation, I feel like it's kind of understated, but it really is like one of the more emotionally powerful tracks from the band. Yeah. And that brings us to the fourth and final track on the EP, which is uh, Sukuwareru Kimochi, or Feeling Saved. So this one, I think, also has a big comparison to a track on Chappie, which would be Piano, which is also the mm -hmm. final track on that album. Uh, they're very similar in just some sparse piano and Shinji's voice. How do you feel that they compare? I like this one a bit more, but you know, not not by too much. I, they're both really good ballads, in my opinion. They're, yeah, they're very similar, but I feel like this one just does that formula just just a little bit well, just a little better. Okay. Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit more, uh, some more interesting elements going on here. Like, there's sort of this, like, lo-fi effect on Shinji's voice, which makes yeah. it feel kind of distant, that we didn't really get on piano. So just in terms of, like, the sonics, this one is a bit more, I mean, not, not experimental, but it just, it makes me feel a bit colder and a bit, um, just a bit not as good. I mean, I think piano was, piano almost is, like, an uplifting ending to the album. This one is too, I mean, with the title Feeling Saved, but it's just a bit more complicated. Yeah, that's and honestly, I think that uh, says a lot about Chappie as a whole. Because I feel like, even when it did get moody, I, I felt like all the emotions present on that album were pretty basic. Yeah. They weren't. It's not a very complicated album. Where I feel like this one, they're introducing a lot more like melancholy or yeah, for sure in their compositions, mm -hmm. and this shows that really well. Yeah, and this is one of those tracks, sort of like what you were saying about the first track on this EP. Where I mean, I really like it when I'm listening to the EP, but I don't know if I would ever listen to it in isolation, just because it's kind of it's kind of simple, and I don't really remember anything from it. But in terms yeah, of the here. context, it's it's a great closer. I mean, I feel like it makes a nice pair with the purple sky because um, you know there's Purple's such kind of like sad. A, but there's also like such catharsis in that in that track that you don't really want to follow it up with something as equally huge. So I think yeah. this is like a nice come down that works as like a coda on the whole EP. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I also noticed one lyric in this track. He says, Gogo Niwa. And, you know, my first thought, being a big fan of Gogo Club, is that he's referencing the Gogo Club. I'm sure he's not. <laughs> Probably not. I don't think so. I think it's, it's just. It's definitely just a word. But, a um, phrase or, yeah. That would be interesting. I'm kind of envisioning this, like, Fishman's thematic universe where um, this is, like, the day after. He emerges from the go-go club, and it's very, it's very sad. If only maybe you're onto something. Maybe we just maybe. figured it out. Let's ask Shinji. Let's have him on the podcast. Oh, that's kind of messed up. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, so feeling <laughs> anyway. saved. I think we both agree, right, that this is the weakest track on the EP. Not by much. Let's not, not go by too much. Hard. Yeah, no. But like yeah, I said, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah, there were tracks on Chappie that I actively disliked or didn't really like not many but a couple but here i think every track on this ep is really strong so um that's true just like last time we're gonna get into our top songs and our top moments we kind of already went over the songs but to yeah. go over that again my number one song on here is from the purple sky i just feel like it's very evocative and it made me feel the big vibes so that was a lot my number two that's track good was How Are You, the opening, just because it was so different from any other Fishman's track thus far. And then my number three would be uh, Anoka Ganemuturu, and four would be Feeling Saved. Nice. I like how you uh, switched up between English and Japanese there. <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, number one is between... I guess number one and two, they're pretty interchangeable. Anoka Ganemuturu and From the Purple Sky... Uh, my third choice would be the first track, you know, How Are You? And, of course, least favorite, uh, Feeling Saved. All right. That's just, and yeah. then in terms of our top two moments, since it's so short, my, uh, my second favorite moment here was that chorus of Purple Sky when the background vocals come in. It's just really cool. And then my top moment was that moment in uh, Anoka Ga Nemuturu when the trumpet solo drops back into that acoustic guitar just because it was so powerful and sort of unexpected for me but it works so well in the context of the track those are some good moments i like those moments uh I, we share one them. um but first i think uh one of my favorite moments is that uh that swing and breakdown that happens in the first track i think that is very cool it's a nice change of pace and uh yeah they, yeah. they pulled it off really well despite it being a bit unexpected definitely I think, uh, like my, the weirdest moment on the ep Oh, yeah, I think a lot of the weirdest moments happen on that song. That's where they kind of go all out with it. Um, my favorite moment, I guess it's not really one specific moment, um, but one specific aspect, uh, the chorus of From the Purple Sky, I think, is just... Yeah. It's unbeatable. It's one of their, as we said, it's one of their best choruses. It's a juggernaut. It just punches you in the face. I mean, not... I wouldn't go. It doesn't with the, with emotion. Me, I mean, it's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. that's, it's so. It's just sneak. It sneaks up on you. As, and it's just amazing. As we've established, this album is harmless. It would never punch it's anyone. It's harmless. <laughs> Are any Fishman's albums out to hurt you though? <laughs> um, no. Just Sunny Blue. Sunny Blue. Day. Okay. We'll get yeah. to that. Then, if you get H again, you can call it harmful. <laughs> In terms of uh, <laughs> scoring this album and ranking it, overall, I would give it sort of between like an eight and an eight point five out of ten. I mean. There's really nothing wrong with it, in my opinion, but it's just because it's so brief, I, I can't really give it anything higher than that. But I really do feel like the brevity of the EP helps it, just because, um, whereas Chappie established a lot of these sort of ideas and then just did them over and over again until they almost became stale, this one only being 15 minutes sort of just comes and goes, and it works really well because of that. So, yeah, I would say... Yeah. 
I'm not sure if they succeeded in their goal to really make it feel like winter, though. I think the last few tracks do. But as for the overall vibes, I would go with more, maybe even more springtime or more sort of like just childhood or innocence instead of winter. I would say it's like one of those um, transitionary uh, seasons, like either spring or fall. Like it's neither summer yeah, or winter, but for sure. one of those two, they kind of, um, I feel like it just transitions, transitions us into winter, which I feel like makes me feel like there's more of like an autumn record because it does start okay, off yeah. a bit bright, but by the end of it. Hey, you're in winter. All right. What about your score? Um, I know, uh, and this might be a common theme for me. I, I was kind of understated about it, but uh, I, I would hit this uh, EP with a perfect score. I think it is that ten a, out a brilliant of ten. ten out of ten. I'm a bit more free with those anyway, but honestly, yeah. I can't. I guess it's kind of the same with you, where I really can't pick anything wrong with it. But just it's a little more amplified. I do think this is. Easily one of the best projects. I've I've come to that realization after um, many re-listens in preparation. This yeah, and is... I don't think you're really being too generous with that. I need like I know a lot of people are really sort of like, you know, kind of conservative with their ten out of tens, and they only give them when they feel like something really blows them away. But there's also something to be said for sort of like an understated project like this, which is just nice and good, and it just makes you feel good. And <laughs> getting does, that a yeah. ten out of ten, you know, not everything needs to be the next like huge statement or some really evocative thing. Yeah. No, thanks, Ray. Yeah. Ray. You're, you're valid, Chris. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Cool. And then I remember you compared Chappie to a nice glass of OJ or orange juice. <laughs> I did do you do feel that, like yeah. this is sort of akin to a beverage? Uh, yeah. Not just because we've established that it's a bit of a winter album, but um, <laughs> it's reminiscent of a nice cup of uh, hot cocoa. I think, nice you know, with cocoa. a little bit of cinnamon on top, you have some spices. Are you making this um, cocoa with uh, water or milk? I don't know why you'd ever make hot cocoa with water. You're making People this with do. Milk, They're but... insane. <laughs> no, 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 I know they do. And I've done it before, but, like, I don't know why you'd voluntar voluntarily do that. I, I think not just milk. It's a dash of cream as well. Oh. With some good chocolate. You know, this isn't an overly gourmet style hot chocolate but it's definitely got a yeah. bit of a personal touch to it all right i like that i feel like this is going to be our new motif sort of like assigning each fisherman's project a different beverage so it'll be interesting going maybe, forward maybe food i think maybe for kingmaster george food uh, yeah, yeah we'll see or we'll maybe just out. alcohol for that one <laughs> um <Okay>. speaking <laughs> of kingmaster george that is going to be our next episode it's going to be pretty long and insane to cover just because of how crazy I'm that so album excited. is. i'm very excited <laughs> yeah. for it yeah so this one was a bit briefer, but I felt like we did have to touch on this. It is an important part of the Fishman's discography, just because it's like their only real EP outside of um, I, I Dub Dub Fish, Fish, but I don't know if we're really counting that. And yeah, like Chris said, it's an important sort of like a stylistic shift in between like their really early work and then some of their more experimental stuff. So yeah, if you haven't already checked out this EP, I really think you should. I know it might have flown Please. under the radar for some casual Fishman's fans, but it's really worth it just because I think you know, it's it's sort of simple, but it also has some of their best pop songwriting and just some great moments on it. So yeah, yeah go check it out, and we hope that you like it as much as we do. And we yeah, also keep hope an you eye like out. This podcast too. We do. Oh yeah, keep an eye out next month for our Kingmaster George review, where we find more adjectives, and hopefully, I'll get a letter that actually has more words for it. So nice. yeah, we oh. are the Fishcast. You can find us at Fisherman's Podcast on Instagram, and then personally. I am a giant fish on Instagram. Unrelated to fish. Unrelated, yeah. 
Um, I am gonk dot aka dot mantis. It's a bit of a bit of a long one, but that's me. That's Crusher. All right, so yeah, give us a follow if you want to email us with any suggestions or hot takes on Fishman's. Please go ahead. You can email us at um, you know, fishmanspodcast at gmail.com. And we will be back next month. Until then, stay fishing, stay vibing, and don't get a weird heart disease that'll kill you. And we love you. Bye. Bye.